you know, we're not going to measure our success in Lemonly in terms of our profit maybe over the next two months or how many OKRs or goals or KPIs we hit, but we will measure it and look back on this as on how we grew as, as people and individuals and as a team. And so uh, I know that, you know, there's a lot of debates on how this is going to change our life um, long-term and I think it will be significant, but I also think we will, value things in a different way. We will appreciate the little things. We won't worry so much about um, other things that maybe don't matter as much. Um, and so thinking about that and, and not get into a negative place of, of being down and sort of, sort of feeling sorry for yourself, but instead choosing to figure out how you can get better every day and whatever that means to you and your version. Welcome again. This is the eighth episode of a very special DTSF podcast called DTSF Connection. And it's not only a podcast, but it's also a video posted on a, a many different platforms. And it's put on by the people at DTSF at Downtown Sioux Falls, Inc. And of course, produced by some amazing people at Think 3D Studio. My name is Sadie Swear, and I am the Community Outreach Coordinator with DTSF. And right down below here, we have Joe Batchelor, our president at DTSF. And so uh, with this podcast, we're bringing a variety of different guests and so far we've had small business owners we've had people from community organizations and they've really provided some great insights to what to do during this COVID-19 situation and so I'm in the Think 3D studio we got Joe and we have our special guest online over the Zoom call and so this is a person who you should know in Sioux Falls, especially in the entrepreneurship community. He's relatable, he's fresh, he's got it going on, he's made a name for himself in Sioux Falls, uh, over the nation, internationally, and he's the person you go to with anything to do with entrepreneurship, uh, internal communication, and of course, work culture. A true entrepreneur whisperer whose mission is to get better every single day. Please help me welcome co-founder and CEO, John Mayer. Meyer, John Meyer, you Meyer. got it. Well, it was it was probably one of the most uh, it was probably one of the most epic uh, introductions I've ever had. I, I'm used to that. Usually, I joke that my body is a wonderland, but uh, but it is Meyer, not Mayer. And so, uh, for anybody who you know also is in my same situation, that's why I use the T. So, like people, I go by John T. Meyer, not because I'm like particularly uh, really critical or or specific about my middle name, but if you Google John Meyer, Google will actually say, did you mean John Mayer? So, but thank you for that introduction. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming on with us. We're really excited to be talking about working remotely. And so it's something that I think a lot of people are new to. I've been hearing, you know, a Zoom call, WebEx. It's very new, but it's something familiar to you and you've talked about it a lot. So could you just tell everybody who may, might not be familiar? I mean, what does working remotely 
mean or what can it be defined as? Sure. Uh, and I'm kind of cheating today because I have a four and one year old daughters at home. And so I'm actually doing the call from the Lemonly office, which is empty right now. So I'm kind of not working from remotely today in, in the spirit of the podcast. But yeah, so when, right now, people are really thinking about working from home, given the situation that our world is in with COVID-19. But we really think of working remotely more so as just freeing yourself to be anywhere and work, you know, we think of it as almost anytime, anywhere. Now, of course, a lot of DCSF, we have retail shops, we have restaurants, that's much more of a physical presence. As many companies are finding some uh, easily and some not so easily, uh, the power of being able to take some roles or, or some or all roles remotely uh, can be incredibly powerful. Now, I think it's a, it's a stressful time right now as people are often also playing the role of teacher and parent at home and, and multiple things at the same time. But the power to be able to take your, your operations and, and work remotely, uh, it unlocks a lot of freedom, which is a great benefit and perk to your employees. It doesn't cost you anything in terms of offering that benefit. Um, and also it gives you the opportunity to really think best team available, meaning uh, you find the talent you find the right people, not just people who happen to be in the right location. And so, you know, Lemonly, we got a little lucky. We started, Amy and I started the company in 2011 and four months later, our first employee uh, was actually based in Serbia. So we hired her full-time salary designer. It wasn't a cost thing. She made an American salary and she worked with us for about three and a half years. And so we actually started kind of remote work from the beginning and it forces you to think about how do you scale culture beyond just four walls, right? How do, we, how do we make someone feel like they're part of the team as if they were right here in the office, even if they're not? That, that's a really interesting concept there, you know, expanding culture by, beyond the four walls. Um, I, I want you to hit on that, but I'm, I'm kind of curious if you could start with what kind of businesses uh, are able to work remotely? Um, is it limited? Yeah. So, um, you know, with your guys' audience in particular, there are some challenges in terms of a retail shop or a restaurant, restaurant probably in particular, but I've been amazed and just uh, so proud and encouraged of the response, especially in Sioux Falls of, you know, rest, uh, retail shops getting their, their inventory online, restaurants moving to delivery or takeout, um, the speed and, and responsiveness and willingness to adapt from Sioux Falls businesses has been awesome. And, and I'm encouraged by that. I know this is, we're not out of the woods here and it's going to be a, a tough time for a few months. Um, but I love seeing the entrepreneurial spirit of people willing to adapt. But in terms of if you don't have to physically interact with a customer, uh, I would challenge everybody's perspective of what roles can be remote because I would say almost everyone. Um, I know it's hard to think at first, if you, especially for those folks who have, you know, business as usual has been for decades. Um, but the, 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 the big thing I always try to emphasize is, say, you mentioned a few of the tools and the brands, uh, the, the, the names we're hearing these days, like Zoom and Slack. And, uh, I always tell people, this is not a tools problem. This is a culture problem. And so if you're, if you're, if you are uh, culture resist, or if you're, sorry, remote work resistant, or feel like this won't work for us, it's more likely that it's a culture trust communication issue than it is a video or a phone or a VPN or a tech issue, because those issues can be solved. As the years move on, as we've seen the last decade, and we'll see even more so this decade, the cost of the tools are going down. The ease of using the tools are going down. I mean, Zoom, you click a link and you just, you join the call. It's more so like a communication, a trust and a culture issue, which I'm happy to dive into. 
And so talking about small businesses, I mean, it is something that I think people need to create a new mindset around working remotely. And I've been so impressed with how creative people, small business owners have been getting on social media and with their platforms and reaching out to their audience about what's going on or different promotions. Mm -hmm. And that is something I think people need to take advantage of as well is social media and using graphics and different ideas to promote their businesses as well. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I think the, has the, the, the tendency right now is to pull in all sorts of costs, like cut every cost that you can, pull it in, don't spend any money, don't run any ads. Uh, and I would question businesses to think about that before they make that immediate judgment, right? So what is a what's an expense that you maybe don't need and what's an investment that will actually drive your business, you know, because guess what? A lot of people are on their phones right now. A lot of people are on social media right now. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram usage is up skyrocketing. Um, I, I, I think the reconsidering your message is important. Um, you know, it might not be the same sort of promotion or deal or, you know, I, 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 I love the analogy of figure out how your business right now can be a painkiller and not a vitamin, right? So every business can really be uh, kind of in one category or the other. You're either a painkiller or you're a vitamin. Vitamins are great, they're nice to have, we should take them, they help our immune system, uh, but right now everyone wants a painkiller, right? So what is the, how can you solve someone's pain? How can, how can you bring them entertainment or levity, take their mind off of the stress that's going on in our world? I think that, that that's a way to think about it. And so maybe it's getting really clear. Maybe you have 20 products in your business, but you're really just going to push three of them right now or two or even one that's really um, solving people's problems. The tendency right now is to really get stuck in a mindset of like, this is going to destroy my business and this is going to be really hard and, you know, and kind of woe is me. And, and I get that it's going to be, it is really hard. Right. And, and especially for like some of these businesses that we've talked about restaurants and retail shops, but there's going to be a world where a lot of other businesses actually come out of this stronger and they reinvent themselves and they pivot to a new market or find a customer that they can serve even better. Um, and so I'm, I'm definitely a glass half uh, full person. Sometimes I say my glass is overflowing. Uh, there's an opportunity here. And if you look at it that way, uh, it could be exciting. Yeah, I love that. What advice do you have for businesses that are still in that awkward phase of transitioning into remote work? And how can what what advice do you have for them to make that transition as smoothly as possible and be able to slingshot out of this and become stronger as a result? Yeah, you bet. So uh, we, we have a blog post, which we can share or follow up on. We, we use a model at Lemon, they call the effort model of remote work. And so E-F-F-O-R-T. And so essentially uh, what I used to say pre-COVID is the E is experiment. Just, tr you know, one thing I always, when I gave this talk to companies, try remote work. Uh, and we were saying that not planning that most businesses would have to go to remote work. So I do feel for the companies who have never even tried it. Um, so now that E goes from experiment to embrace, like you need to embrace this because this is where we're at. There's so many different, you know, data points and varying opinions and how long we're going to be doing this. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know, but uh, we know it's more than just two weeks or the next month. Right. So you do need to embrace it because the answer certainly is not to just do nothing. Uh, um, so then that's the E. The F is to free up your information as much as possible. And so one of the things that I see when companies go remote is access to, to information, to documents, to things that they need, people need to do their job becomes difficult. 
whether that be you know uh, an internet we love google sheets and google docs because you can share you can you can you know it's free you can give different user access um, and so just make sure that people have what they need to do their job now of course this gets a little bit more complicated if you're a bank if you're insurance healthcare where there's a lot more security and privacy um, but we have a you know lemonly.com slash resources that's an internal page where everything is there for people so free up your information you don't want to be a bottleneck because face it like we're not we're not working our typical eight to fives right now right we're, we're in we're out we're taking care of kids we're out we're we're doing this and and so we just want other people to be able to do their jobs without being a bottleneck um, so the next f is to find water cooler moments so this is one that's important. I think this is where it's culture versus just tools. So we don't have, we're not running into people at the, the break room anymore. We're not walking into the office door. What I'm walking in, you're walking out. We're not seeing people in downtown Sioux Falls saying hi, and giving high fives. And that's hard in the more the mental, emotional part. And so at Lemonly, we started, we have an 845 standing every day, a Zoom meeting for coffee. It's optional. You can join if you want. Just grab your coffee and you sit and you know, shoot the breeze, ask questions. Um, we did a game yesterday called like doodle telephone. So essentially like I gave Joe a phrase, you had to draw it. You send your drawing to, to Sadie. She has to guess what it is, send it to the next person. They draw it. It's just like that old game telephone. And yeah. we kind of made a, a lemonly version of it, which is drawing. And it was, it took each person like three minutes to do, but it slowly made its way through the team throughout the day. And then of course, what we ended up with was very far from the original phrase um just little things to create some sort of dialogue culture some communication and so you know find those water cooler moments i always joke about that because i don't know who actually has a water cooler anymore but create some sort of connection um the o and this is probably the biggest one to your question joe just over communicate and so what happens when teams go remote and if you're using a tool like slack or microsoft teams or skype or whatever for the first time some sort of chatting tool you know, there's those little lights next to your name that say you're online or you're offline. And what happens is, is leaders and managers who haven't done this before, um, they start to get this itch and they think, well, Sadie hasn't responded to me for like 10 minutes. Is she working? Like, what is she doing? Like, how do I know that she's actually getting anything done? And what I usually tell people is like, then that's a you issue, right? That's a trust issue. And so if you don't trust them, then you probably shouldn't have hired them in the first place. That is not like a tech issue. Um, face it, like we are going online, offline all throughout the day. And sometimes we're actually working, but we want to be, you know, head down. We don't want to be distracted. And so to, to make sure that trust doesn't erode, I recommend you over communicate. So it could be like, we usually use the example of, Hey, I'm going to the dentist. I'll be back line in, in an hour. Now people probably aren't going to the dentist right now, but even, Hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little school lesson with my four-year-old quick for the next 30 minutes. And then I'll be back online. Being proactive in your communication, just telling people we use it in Slack. We have little emojis that say like, I'm at lunch and you put a little sandwich or I'm at, I'm at, the, at home and there's a little house and just those little subtle proactive forms of communication get everyone on the same page. So our R is to review. I think one thing we don't do enough is to look, look back at how it's going. And one thing I'm seeing, which hopefully will be encouraging to all business owners is I think people are starting to get their sea legs underneath them right now a little bit. I felt like the first week, you know, we're, we're in week three here at Lemonly. I think most of Sioux Falls is probably around that timeline. The first week was just chaos. I think we all were just trying to figure out what was up and what was down. And, and last week, toward the end of last week, I started to feel, at least in our business, a little bit more business as usual. People were more responsive to emails. People were picking up the phone again. 
And so as we get, as we get that, make sure we look back and review. Like if you're a manager, check in on your people, ask them how they're doing, you know, not just mm -hmm. how are you doing remote work, but like, how are you doing? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Do you want to talk? And so recapping and reviewing and looking back so that we can learn lessons. It's okay. If these first two weeks in your business going remote have been awful, that's okay. We can fix it. You know, we can get better. So let's, but we need to review what's not working so we can get better. And then lastly, the T for our effort model is to take the, take the culture with you, you know? And so at Lemonly, we're not here right now. Um, the office is empty, but we still stand for our core values of adventure, collaboration, and integrity. Right. And so how can we find, you know, doing this little doodle drawing is a, a form of collaboration. We all had to talk to each other and do this drawing thing. Um, you know, having a, I think on Friday, they scheduled a 4:30 happy hour on zoom. That's an adventure, right? We're just trying to have a little bit of fun and kind of take some stress off right now. And so whatever it is, is allow, allow people, whatever the DTSF culture is, try to make it, try to, try to squeeze it into a zoom call, right? Try to squeeze it into a remote world. Uh, we don't need to leave that behind. Um, you guys are still who you are and every other business owner too. So, so that's the model and, and conveniently the acronym uh, stands for effort, right? Because this takes effort. Uh, it can't just be like a switch that we turn on. This is not business as usual. This, this is not life as usual that we're in right now. And so give everybody a little bit of grace, give everyone some, some empathy and patience. And I think we'll figure this out. That was my soapbox of the model, but I think uh, that's the tips we recommend. Yeah, I love it. It's that brilliant. was amazing. That was so good. <laughs> I think we can just be done. Um, schedule a downtown Sioux Falls happy hour. Let's see how many people we can get on a Zoom call. That'd be I'm fun. For it. Let's That'd do be a blast. it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, we are just about to wrap up here. Um, John, thank you so much again for coming on. We Thanks really appreciate it. And um, if you just have one last thing that you could let either small business owners know, medium business owners know, or even the public who are tuning in about what's going on and what the Sioux Falls community can do. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned it in the, in the, in the intro, but we live, or I kind of live by this philosophy of, of better every day. Actually, if you, if you walk by on main Avenue, uh, we promised that we would leave it on. Our, our neon lemon is turned off to save some electricity. But uh, if you walk by the Better Every Day sign, which is up front, is still on. And that's really intentional for us because uh, it's just a mantra that we live by of both personally, professionally, uh, for me as a father, a husband, a son, a CEO, whatever your titles are, a runner, um, how can we get better every day? And I think the, the opportunity here in this time where our, all of our lives have just been flipped upside down um, you know, I saw one person say, it's, it, this won't be, you know, we're not going to measure our success in Lemonly in terms of our profit, maybe over the next two months or how many OKRs or goals or KPIs we hit, but we will measure it and look back on this as on how we grew as, as people and individuals and as a team. And so, uh, I know that, you know, there's a lot of debates on how this is going to change our life, um, long-term. And I think it will be significant, but I also think we will value things in a different way. We will appreciate the little things. We won't worry so much about um, other things that maybe don't matter as much. Um, and so thinking about that and, and not get into a negative place of, of being down and sort of, sort of feeling sorry for yourself, but instead choosing to figure out how you can get better every day and whatever that means to you and your version. And so that when we do get back to normal, you're stronger, you're better. Uh, and we'll look back at this as an opportunity and, and it's hard to see right now, but there is light at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel. And so I would encourage people to think about that. 
It's a great message, John. I seriously got goosebumps like three times while you're tired. I was like, whoo, that was fantastic. Thank you so much. And you, you know, if you are a small business owner out there, just know you're not alone. There's so many people, so many resources out there who are ready and eager to help out, including all of us in DTSF, people at Think3D, John, reach out to any of us with questions mm -hmm. and keep buying gift cards. If you are a supporter, keep going and ordering takeout online. Uh, there's a lot of businesses that need your help right now. But if you want to learn more uh, about these podcasts or videos, they are on all platforms. We have IGTV. We have our YouTube channel. So go like, subscribe, and listen for more information and resources. And we will see you for the next one. So thanks again.